What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. We're back, back to back guests on these episodes. I'm so, so excited to have you here with me today. If you don't know, my name's Faith. I host this podcast. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Enjoy the Sass. That's pretty much the best way to get a hold of me these days. I'm working on my website, so that's coming soon, enjoythesass.com. But without further ado, we're just going to jump right into this episode. It's long awaited by me, by a lot of you guys, and I'm honestly so excited and really surprised that it's happening finally. So my guest today is none other than my father, the man, the myth, and maybe the legend, <laughs> Jerome Rugen. Hi, Dad. Hi, Faith. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. I am just blown away that this is actually happening. I know. <laughs> I know. It's been, it's been a while. I'm uh, glad to be here. Glad to do this. Good. Well, thank you for coming on. Tell everyone about yourself. Uh, let's see. Um, where do I start? I'm, you know... Um, father of three kids, Faith is our oldest, uh, small business owner, uh, I uh, design uh, homes for a living, uh, I employ, how many people do you have? 15? Something like that. I think 15 including me, so 15 on the payroll, so. Including me. Including me. Mm-hmm. And you. Yes. Um, been married to a wonderful woman for nearly 30 years, Debbie Rugen, your mother. My mom, yes. Um, I think, what else? That's, that's, that's it. me. That's you. Number eight out of nine kids. Yeah, where are you wo- from? Uh, born and raised in Wisconsin, but I've been in Texas since 1987, full time. So longer so, than you were in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't know it sometimes. No, I, you know, I get accused of sounding like a Texan when I'm in Wisconsin and when I'm in Texas. Uh, definitely, definitely get accused of being a Midwesterner. Yeah. I, st- I still have. You and do. I, and I can turn it on and off. Can you? Pretty, pretty much. I yes. don't know. Sometimes, yeah. I remember distinctly this one time you said... Y'all come up to eat or something like that. And, well, we're all from Texas, so y'all is just kind of part of the vernacular. But when you hear your dad, who's not from Texas, say, y'all come up and eat, it just sounds like well, foreign that's a, almost. that's the culture. You know, sure. We're here, so I've got you know, to blend. You've got to blend. You've yeah, got to blend. Got to blend. To. So eight <clears throat> siblings? So I have nine, six sisters, two brothers. I'm number eight. You're number eight. I know that. That's my number. Number Number eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah. What is that like growing up with that many siblings? Um, you know, actually it was, uh, it was, had a wonderful childhood, Mm -hmm. you know, um, still close to all my siblings. We're all very different, um, and we're all successful in our own way. And that's a tribute to my parents who were uh, just wonderful. My dad passed in the mid-90s, but my mother, uh, bless her heart, she turned uh, 90 this year. Yeah. And uh, still going strong. 
It's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. She's she's an amazing person. She really is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome to see her legacy. Like yeah. when we were up there for her birthday in July, just seeing everyone come together is pretty awesome. Cousins by the dozens. Literally by the dozens. Right. On yeah. all sides. Not yeah. just, you know, my cousins, but you have cousins yes. by the dozens because <laughs> yes. she's one of a lot. Five. Five. Yeah. A lot. I'm one of three and five seems like yeah. I can't imagine having, well, I've had two other siblings before, but that is a lot. But it was so cool to see. And I think you said it, It's it speaks to them as people, you yeah. know, yeah. that your childhood was still so fruitful and amazing, you know, I love that. So now that you are a parent, well, let's talk about that because everybody sure. always asks about our story, you know, and I can talk about our story all day long. It's a great story. It's a great story. <laughs> right. It's a pretty great story. Everyone yeah. has been, well... I'd say fortunate on this podcast to hear from my perspective. So I think it's a cool opportunity that we have to speak from your perspective and mine together. So walk us through that well, our story a little bit. I know that every time you tell your story that you make people cry. Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why do they do that? Yeah. So, um, you know, Debbie and I had been married for almost a decade. Mm. And um, we sat down and said, do we start a family or, or what do we do? And we really felt inspired by God to, um, to adopt. Mm. And so we started that journey. Um, we had to take the same training as uh, foster care parents. And so that was our date night for 10 weeks. We had to go to um, the state-sponsored How to Become a Parent uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. class. And what that a... was... Wow. And so that's what we did. Um, so we, we finished that training, and uh, the, the state of Texas, at about that time, they had about 3,000 kids that uh, were... Um, Birth parents had lost their parental rights. These were wards of the state, basically, in foster care. And um, so what they did is they basically um, did a high-tech... It's like a modern-day dating service. Hmm. They create a profile... For kids. ...of both the kids and the the potential parents. So we saw your... We saw your profile, and uh, we didn't. What is it? Swipe. I don't we, know. Do we swipe right or swipe left? Whichever <laughs> the, you did. Whichever one. Whichever I don't one know. we did. <laughs> I don't know. That's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But um, you know, it it uh, it was it was pretty cool. So um, basically, they sent your profile. Um, and mom and I read the profile, and it's like, okay, we'll pursue it to the next step. And then the next step was um, 
you know, the state is required to do full disclosure. Mm. And there's a question there on if it was full disclosure or not. But <laughs> for, our next, for our next several weeks, we went to one of the state offices and read your case file. Ooh. And um, it was extensive. It took us several weeks. We could not remove any of the paperwork mm. from that office. So, so you just had to stay there. We had to stay there, and that's what we did. Oh. And uh, it took us several weeks to get through that. And <clears throat> um, and then uh, we got to meet you guys for the first time. It was uh, you were at your foster parents' home in Waco. Mm-hmm. Uh, great people, by the way. Mm-hmm. Lo- love them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we. Uh, I I could tell that your brother was very nervous. Sure, you were you were standoffish. Yes, kind of kind of like how you are now. Oh <laughs> yeah, definitely the same. I'm so the same. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, and uh, your your sister was a ball of energy, but um, and we um, ended up hanging out for about an hour. Um, I. Uh, Remember with your with your brother, we decided to play checkers. I think yes. he was six years old at the time. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to let him win, and he was trying to let me win. It was, <laughs> it was a disaster. Of a checker. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was uh, uh, I remember that from that time. And then uh, we spent a day with you. It was, it was the around the Christmas holiday, so. Mm-hmm. You know, we um, went and saw you play the bells yep. at, at church. Yep. That was really cool. And uh, had the banquet with you. And that um, was a church banquet, I think. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was neat. And then... Um, Tiffany had the staples. Yeah. Yep. There's staples in her head. We had, we had took her to the doctor to get those out. Um, and so that was that. And then... Uh, I think there was a day, and then the caseworker brought you to our house. Um, Mm -hmm. From Waco. From Waco. And that was... December 21st. December 21st, yeah. 2000. I wanted to say the 22nd, but you're right, the 21st. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's not right. And then your birthday was the next day, and so you yep, got to you got later. you were immersed into our church family, yep. and people just loved you and gave well, you all kinds of I stuff. Mean, how and, could they not? Oh, I know. That's not to love. That's <laughs> What's like, not to love? Yeah. Um, you know, and then the next ten months was kind of the 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 trial by fire. I like yeah. to call it. Right? Yeah. Because there was a lot of cultural stress with mm. um, having kids in the house that are not your same DNA. So it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, like normal normal parents can say, oh, yeah, you follow after your father or right. you follow after your mother. Right. It's like, well, we know where that comes from. We, yeah. Well, we didn't have any of that. Right. So, right. you know, mom was like, we were both just relying on the Spirit of God to help yeah. us. yeah. To, to, um, we call it connecting strings where we mm. just connect. Yeah. And I know that, um, I know that you really struggled. Yeah. 
Yeah. But all of a sudden, it was just like, boom. It's yeah. like, you got it. I remember you going to mom. It's like, hey, I'm on board. Whatever you guys have for me, I'll take it. Hmm. And I really feel like that was a turning point. And, you know, I know that um, before you were adopted, you were probably the, at nine years old, you were the only adult in the in the in the house sure you know yeah so you had to grow up fast and you really um uh had an understanding of that process Mm -hmm. and you know your mom and i could always uh, we could always treat you as an adult (laughs) because you hit the age of reasoning very very Mm. very very uh early in life probably at nine years old where you could reason as an adult Mm. um your brother and sister, not so much. And there was a lot of, you know, you know, you just couldn't explain it. It's yeah. like, do this because I, be, you know, because why? I because so. I said so. Right. You know? And um, where, you know, you, it was one of those things where you could just reason with you. It's like, hey, this is why we're doing this and this is why we're doing that. Yeah. And I think because of that, you know, the, the stable environment that we provided for you, you just thrived in that, mm. you know, just awesome student and loved seeing your successes. And, yeah. Um, and all of that. So that was awesome. <laughs> well, that speaks to you guys. I think I never, I don't, I probably one of the biggest reasons that people cry about our story is because of the heart of it, right? It's sure. Well, first you decide to adopt, which is an amazing thing, but that's not for everyone, you know? Um, but then you decide to adopt three kids, which is also not for everyone. Sure. And then you adopt, I don't know what the age between toddler and preteen is, but whatever that is, we were kids, kids, I guess. You know, sure. Tiffany was young; she was five, but we were we came with stuff. You know, a lot of stuff, a lot of baggage. Um, But I think it's impossible, and I always say this: it's impossible to tell our story, or in my context, my story, my side of things, without it pointing back to what God has done in each of us. You know, right. it's impossible to tell mm. what I went through as a between the ages of zero and five without seeing God in every bit of it. And it's impossible to see what I went through in foster care. And then beyond that, you know, the odds weren't in our favor for a good chunk of the beginning of our lives. But when the Lord put you and mom it put it on y'all's heart, it shifted the odds into our favor. You know, it, it, it changed the narrative of our lives in the best way possible. And it was obviously up to me and us to embrace that or not, you know. Um, what for you has been the biggest lesson of not only adopting three kids, but like living life with adopted kids. Obviously we're your kids now. Sure. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. you're my dad, mom's my mom, that there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yeah. But from someone on the outside, 
they don't see it that way. We're always adopted kids, you know? Right. So what is the biggest thing for you that you've taken away from the whole process? And like, we're now, what, 18 years? I don't know. I'm getting old. It's hard to keep track. Years Two, into... 2001. 2001. So yeah, 19, 19 years 19 in years December yeah. of, of this life, I guess. Well, you know, adoption is... Uh, You know, I think, at least for me, and I think mom would have a completely different take. Sure. Right. Yeah. But for me, you know, um, going into it, it was like, oh, yeah, this is this would, this would be great. You know, and you kind of romanticize it. Sure. Um, you know, but the reality of it is um, there is... A completely different America out there, mm. and there are a lot of bad people doing bad things to kids. Mm. Kids are damaged, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So you you have to you have to deal with the damages, and it's not something that is for the faint of heart. Right. 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 So <clears throat> you know you look at at uh, um, at each at each one of your paths, there were certain things that you know just um, you know we couldn't do. Sure. So, f- as an example, we Debbie and I found out really early that um, that you and your brother and sister had no healthy form of anticipation. Mm. And there was this insecurity, this underlying insecurity that, um, you know, that would just manifest itself in weird ways. Hmm. Um, So, for instance, taking you guys out to dinner, uh, taking you out to eat, not being able to decide, you know, what to eat. So Mm. it's like, I, you know, we just got to where we decide for you. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it'd be like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what I want. Um, birthdays and the holidays and the, just the the acting up as young kids because, you know, there would be this unhealthy anticipation that it just wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. That you weren't going to have a ho- you weren't going to have a Christmas morning, mm. or you weren't going to have a birthday mm-hmm. so we we had to make rules like okay you can't talk about your birthday until it's the month of your birthday right 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 <laughs> and then the day of your birthday you couldn't talk about next year mm. right mm-hmm. so it was like okay next year i'm gonna get this uh, you know yeah. it's like no it's like you just enjoy what you what you yeah have now. what was the what right. was the phrase that you would always tell us that you and mom so a lot of times we just tell you, hey, you're just along for the ride. Yeah. You're along for the Enjoy the ride. Yeah. You're just along for Where are we going? No, pack an overnight bag. Where are we going? It's like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, you're, you're just, just along, along for, for the, the ride. ride. Yeah. So there wasn't anything like, you know, we couldn't sit there and plan with you. And be, right. And, and get you excited about you right. know, the family vacation or mm-hmm. the holiday. It's like there was there was none of that. You couldn't right. do any of that. Um 
I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story about you. Uh Oh, Uh Oh, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) I'm a little nervous. So we're vacationing in Wisconsin with our family. Yes. And I take you to one of the, it's one of the most premier water parks in the entire planet. It's in Wisconsin Dells. It's called Noah's Ark. Yeah. This place is just, it's massive. It's got the coolest water rides, and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And we're sitting there in the middle of this lazy river, just enjoying it's It's nearly a perfect day. It's, sure. It's a perfect day. Sure. And, um, and you lean over and tell me, hey, hey, Dad, what are we going to do tomorrow? And I was incredulous because it's like we're in one of the best water parks on the planet, <laughs> and you're worried about tomorrow. It's I'm like, a consummate hey, planner. Just enjoy the day. Enjoy yeah. the day. Yeah. So um, you know that's just one aspect of, sure. of yeah. You know, and I'm sure every adoption is different, but that was just uh, kind of our story. Mm. What, what we had to deal with. That's funny. I. Don't remember that. I remember the day, but I don't remember asking that question. <laughs> but it makes sense. I like to plan things to a fault, probably. But that's okay. Sometimes. Sometimes it is. Um, I want to kind of transition that into the question that you always... Well, not always, but the question that you inspired me to start asking on the podcast to my guests. And that is about the God moment outside of the confines of like church or whatever. Um, and obviously having you on helps because you can explain it better than I can. So why don't you tell me the motivation behind the question and then pose the question and then answer it. Okay. Okay. Um, so what, uh, what was the motivation for this is, um, you know, I, I find when I, t- when I talk to people about their faith um, in the Lord that they, they have just lost the meaning of words, mm. right? So mm-hmm. when I say, well, you know, what does grace mean to you or what does faith mean to you? And, mm-hmm. and I find that these Christians just stumble. Mm. They don't know what, you know, it's like, so... Defining the word grace, and um, grace is simply God considering you, mm-hmm. God considering your circumstances, right. God looking at you in the moment <clears throat> and hearing you. Mm. And so, when you and I talked before, I said, you know, you. You can't just talk to a Christian about grace because they're like, oh, it's a free gift of God. Well, you know, it's like, okay. Sure. You know, or these these cliche type things. Yeah. But, you know, my, my comeback to that when people say that, it's like, well, why does it require humility then? Mm. You know, God gives grace to the humble but mm. opposes the proud. Mm. So is grace free? No, it requires humility. Wow. Right. Yeah. And that's the payment. Um, but the motivation behind that was 
when, when I talk to people or when I examine my own life and I see God considering me mm. in the moment, answering mm. that, showing up in a powerful way, yeah. answering that prayer, that is grace. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. grace. So when, I, you know, you and I were talking about counseling people on, or asking that question. Yeah. That's the motivation for it. Yeah. That people would understand what grace means. Mm. So um, in 1996, 97, 98, 99, I spent those summers in Eastern Europe doing mission work. Um, prior to that, I've been a you know I've been a Christian since you know I gave my life to Christ when I was 16. Um, and there's been just incredible times where God yeah. has has given me grace yeah. or has considered my situation. Um, but, you know, I saw that most on, on the mission field. Our, our time in Eastern Europe was very low profile. Um, you know, we spent time working with the Romanian church going door to door and just we would simply ask people, you know, what do they believe about God? And we didn't have a script, uh, but we were just looking for opportunities of, of um, to share Christ with people and to see God's grace in action. Mm. Um, I remember um, one of the later trips, um, we... Um, So we would spend the days going door to door, but every evening the, the Romanian church would insist on some kind of church meeting for the communities that we were in. And we mm. were out in outlying villages. And so we had Romanian believers there, and I was speaking that night. And I noticed one young man who, was, who set himself apart. And after the, after the, the uh, meeting... Uh, he came up to me, and I brought one of my interpreters. Through, his, through the interpreter, he's like, <clears throat> I don't even believe in this stuff, but my wife insisted that I come. Mm. I'm like, what's up? He's like, well, we've got a sick kid, and uh, he's, he's a hemophiliac, and we can't, he's a toddler, and we can't ever set him down because of he, you know. And he's like, I, I work but all my money goes to the doctors and this lady lets us stay in her back room and um, the only thing we have to eat is what she allows us to have out of her garden and uh, like wow that's amazing so um, the bus came to pick us up and the leader's like no we got to go He's like, but we don't want anybody in these villages after dark. I'm like, no. I told this guy we're going to go pray for his son, and we're just going to go. And uh, the guy, he started giving me, and I, I told him, I'm like, Robert, we, we are going. Mm. And the, Well, the thing was, is I thought it was just a few blocks away. It was like a mile and a half, almost a oh. two-mile hike. Oh, <laughs> that, goodness. So we're walking, walking, walking. And it's 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 dark by the time we get there. We get into this back room, and there's one, there's just one little light bulb on back there, and so it's dark. And 
and we pray. And I just remember, I'm like, oh, okay, something happened. Mm. And then a couple of other people on our team, you know, prayed for the, for the parents, and the wife gave her life to the Lord, and she was, um, I mean, it was just an emotional time. Yeah. And, um, you know, we got word later on that that little boy was healed. Mm. Well, the next year we went back to the church, and this, this little boy, his name was Robert also, the main church in the city that was doing the outreach, uh, they, they allowed this kid to go anywhere he wanted, whenever he wanted. So he was three years old. They never made him sit down. And he was up and around on the, on the stage. He was all <laughs> over that church hmm. as a testimony. He was God's little miracle. Mm. And um, it was confirmed by the doctors, which was amazing that this kid was was healed and both um, both the parents were were members and in great standing and and um, you know God did a miracle for them and that young man was just you know such a blessing mm. and you know there's a lot of times you know you just know mm. right you just mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so it was again it wasn't in the in the you know and to me it was a miracle and God uh, you know when God gives you that strong sense of, hey, something's about to happen, mm. it's really important that you listen to that. Mm. Even if even if you're getting pressure, say, no, it's like we've got, we got to be on the schedule, yeah. tick, tock, tick. And that's like, no, there, you know, there's something that needs to happen here. Mm. Um, the night I met your mother for the first time, <laughs> I had a dream that, that uh, you know, God gave me a dream that, that we were going to be married. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a grace moment mm. because God knew exactly what I needed in a in a wife, and she has been a wonderful wife and a wonderful life mate for me, and, and is really strong where I'm weak, and and uh, we we complement each other just tremendously. And pretty much a power couple. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, she's, basically. She's, awesome. she's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. And, uh, you know, it's it's been interesting. You know, we married when we were 25. And uh, it's been, it's been uh, incredible to see. Uh, I never imagined my life being like this. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's great. It's great. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I am so inspired by the two of you constantly. I mean, just in a a sense of who you are as people, how you love the Lord, how you love each other, how you love us kids and people, um, how you run a business successfully is pretty incredible. I just, I don't think anyone would be surprised when I say all the time that you two are like my role models for every aspect of my life. Um, I'm pretty sure this is probably, you can fact check this somewhere, like in the archives of all of my schoolwork, that every paper that I wrote for, I don't know, from the time I was like in third grade 
when we were adopted to my college entrance essays was about some aspect of my parents being my role models. And not a lot of people have that as a, you know, well, it's a blessing, (laughs) you know, not a lot of people have, are able to say that, you know, and I am grateful and honored to have awesome parents who support me no matter what. <laughs> I've, I've made some choices in life that were not smart in the moment, but because I had the support of the two of you, I've been able to make it through, you know, and that's, well, well you know. Um. Yeah, I think there was a there was a running joke um, there for a while about your life story and how you'd make your teachers My, uh, cry. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, like, that's true. That's like, now I'm just doing gotta, it on a podcast. Right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to me, it's been a lot of fun. You know, the, your life lessons, seeing you grow up, um, and you know, becoming the person you are. It's it's been really really cool to see that happen um and you know um i probably don't tell you nearly enough but i i am very proud of you and i think you're you're a great kid well thanks you're not so bad yourself (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know uh i think god has used you to, to teach you know uh, teach me a lot of stuff too. Oh, yeah. Such as. So, I'm gonna get into. Uh oh. Our next. Go our ahead. Next I was gonna portion. say you've got some notes over there, so yeah. you take it away now. Well, um, you know how we quote everything. Oh, everything. Like we Movies, could go, go on, songs. Yeah, go on and on. Yeah. About it. But. Um, one of the quotes that I have on my on my wall, and I keep it on my wall, mm-hmm. is um, a quote that you said. On, oh boy, you're uh, gonna expose me. Yes, May the twenty eighth of two thousand fifteen. Wow. Um, and everyone listening out there, you need to take notes because yeah, write this one down. Right, you got to write For this sure. one down because. <laughs> Enjoy the sass, because folks. This, Enjoy the sass. This is the essence of customer service. And if you want to be a good customer service uh, person, that's true. You need to know this nugget of wisdom from Faith Rugen. Yes, go ahead. And I quote You should never assume that the person that you're talking to is smarter than the dumbest person you know. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's so savage. That's just like, wow. But, it, but you're, that, not wrong. Right. you're not wrong. Right. May you're not wrong. May 2015. You're not wrong. We probably quote that once every couple weeks, I'd say. Right. So you just shouldn't assume that. Yeah, no. But, no. Um, but that taught me something. And, it, you know, of course, we. It's all in jest, but... <laughs> of course. But, <laughs> it's never really serious. Right. But 
you know, we do use a lot of quotes for stuff. Yes, and we do. I would say that you and I and mom have more inside jokes. <laughs> and people look at us like, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. You guys have a lot too. And I'm like, I just want to be a part of it. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> you never want to be on the outside of an inside joke. Right. That's right. never fun. But so, that is, that's a solid one. So what's, what's your favorite movie quotes here? Oh gosh, movie quotes. So dad and I can quote movies back and forth like the best of them. Um, what for a and, while and we use them to, to yes. explain real life situations yes. and that's where the inside jokes come in because exactly. we'll just look at each other and it's like you just know yeah hey good work good job i'll most likely kill you in the morning you so know, recently like, i krista and i my roommate krista you all know yeah. um she and i obviously have seen princess bride hundreds of times right her family's italian we're the Rugans. Right. Come on, you know. Yeah. Well, half of our group had never seen the movie. So Sh- I'm walking shameful. shameful. I'm walking around Target and I see the, you know, the like discount movie bin. Princess yeah. Bride is in there, five dollars. Yeah. I take a picture, I'm like, I bought this. We're watching it. Mm-hmm. They're like, I've never seen it. Blew my mind. That they had never seen it. So, yes, we quote that one all the time. I think I bought you a shirt that said that. I, I, I have that shirt. Yes. yes, yes. I bought. So, we did that. We do that one all the time. Groundhog Day. Would you say Groundhog that's Day. in your top 10 favorite movies? Top three. Top three? Easy. Okay, so list them out then. What's the top three? Um, you know, uh, well, let me tell you about Groundhog Day first. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Why is that in my top? Ten? Well, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's but, such a good you know, movie. The sarcasm is oh, just... Oh, it's like, key. It's like yeah. the epitome of but it's so much, Jerome. Yeah, but it's... But it... You know, the... The happy ending of that... Right. Is, you know, obviously the, the, the love story, the love interest, but... To me, what is cool about that is he finally gets it right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, if only we could, we could live the day over and over again to get it right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's, that's why I love that movie. You like um, a character story. Yeah. yeah. You're a character story I do. Guy. I, lo- I love good stories. Yeah. Yeah. So the technical stuff, you know, the blockbuster movies are great. Sure. But if... If the story is subpar, you know, yeah, yeah, like the uh, like probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, is okay. Avatar. Oh, because the story is horrible. Yeah, it's not it's great. Just, it's, it's just not stupid. Great. Yeah, uh, but the the computer graphics in there are cool. Oh, yeah, but, revolutionary. Yeah. Um, so top the so other t- two. The other two. Mm. I've got. I, w- I would say that I've got a lot of favorite movies, but it's it's one of those things that it kind of comes and goes. Yeah. Like, so right now, um, Master of Commanders. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Masters of Commanders. I love. Is that, that what movie. It, I always forget yeah. how? What again, it is. Master and Commanders. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. On a big ship. Yeah. 
you know that that yeah. that uh, that uh, had great characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great cinematography. It's beautiful. Beautiful, you know. Lovely score. Yeah. 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 It's a slow burner, but it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh believe it or not right now, like the first John Wick movie. I, I need to watch these. It's, now, it's it's just gratuitous violence. Yes. But it it's and lots of dead people. Yes. But the uh I don't know. I just like the story. It's yeah. Like story. Dude getting revenge because somebody killed his dog. You know? Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, Those are on my list. I just, I feel like I need to, there's that, a certain I, time you know, that I have to I guess I wouldn't, them. I wouldn't call that my favorite movie. I just watched just it recently and, your, I, and I enjoyed it. It's on the top. It. Yeah. I enjoyed it because it was like. So you okay. can't, yeah. so Groundhog Day's top three, but the top two, the other two kind of fluctuate. Yeah, um, you know, the stuff that we, we quote a lot. Yeah. Groundhog Day, Princess, Princess Bride, Bride um, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Would be fun. high up there. And it's that's a goofy movie. But, it's a goofy movie. But it's very a lot of quotable stuff. In oh, there. so a lot quotable. Of, a lot of quotable. Yes, stuff. I feel like yeah. you could just quote it all day. Yeah. So good. I've been you wanting know, to watch it recently, but I think I'm just gonna have to watch it by myself because my friends don't want to watch it. So I, I, your mom and I, we don't go to a lot of movies in the movie theater, but we did One go. One thing we differ on. Yeah. We did go and see Dumb and Dumber, the first one when it came out in theaters. Really? And I left that theater so angry. I was so <laughs> mad. I'm like, oh, no. that is the stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> but seen. But it's so funny. But seven, <laughs> five, six, seven days later, I'm still thinking of the quotes yeah. and laughing to myself. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, that, you know, talk about a slow burn. But yeah. that, that's a very quotable movie. It too. is. It is. I yeah. haven't seen that one enough to be able to, like, pick out the quotes. Like, Krista will quote something because right. she's big on, like, the moment. Right. Like, if it's, like, something happens and it's, you can pick it out and they say it funny or something. She's right. big into the moment of it. Yeah. And so she'll be like, name that movie. And I've seen the movie, but I can't, I can't pick it out because it's, it's not memorable to me like that. Right. You know? And so yeah. when we go back and forth on quotes, it's different than when Krista goes because she picks out like the funny moment or something. So it's interesting. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's movies, there's dramatic movies that I like that I that I don't quote, right? Yeah, it, of it course. seems like the the comedies, yeah, um, they play are better so on qu- the quotes. quotable. Yeah, but um, you know, Saving Private Ryan is probably in my top five. Okay, just because of I don't know again, if I've seen that all the way through. Again, that you know, Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks, one of my favorites. But, but a cast of of just inc- incredible cast. Again, mm. great character development. Yep. But again, a great story. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and just, um, but, you know, the first 10 minutes of that movie is very brutal. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's probably all I've seen. <laughs> and the thing is, you could almost fast forward through that mm. and get the gist that, you know, it was bad coming onto the beach. Yeah. Got, not got great. That. Not great. Yeah. A lot of dead people yeah. got that. But, you know, the rest of the story and the characters that they develop. But um, that would definitely be in my top five. Hmm. Okay. Um, 
I'm trying. I've been trying to think of mine this whole time that you've been talking about yours. Right. I'm, I don't. I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't I do I, it. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. I went to film school, and so you would think I would have this just like Rolodex of my favorite movies. Yeah. Well, in my first screenwriting class, we had to like go around and say our favorite movie. No, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to expose myself. My favorite movie that I said in my UT screenwriting class was That Thing You Do. Yeah. You and were hooked on that for I a long love that. time. It's yeah. still one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It, it's in my top five. For it's sure. It's a good story. It's and, a good story. Know. And I think it's probably one of the first movies that you were like, you'll love this movie. Yeah. And so it has that nostalgia sure. to it. Plus, I mean... Tom Hanks is one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Steve Zahn and Tom Everett Scott and Liv Tyler. Like, it's a great cast. It's a great cla- yeah. cast. It's Charlize yeah. Theron's first movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it says introducing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. how you know. Like, so that's probably at least my top, in my top five. I can see that. But. I can't. I can't pick any others. So I ne- Italian job. That's a lie. Okay, those two. Also, Charlize yeah. Theron. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I never miss. It's a Wonderful Life at uh-huh. Christmas. Uh huh. And that's you know it's like yeah if that's on I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's I just a nostalgia. Am. Yeah. I just am. It's beautiful. It's great story. Great story. Great character. Yeah. yeah. His development is great. And I love those redemptive stories. Those are great. yes, mm-hmm. yes. We yeah. talk about those a lot. You tried yeah. to get me to write a few of those. It's hard. It's hard to write them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you guys in on why he just laughed, sort of, if I can. Um, in my screenwriting class, I'm really great. I'm. Oh, I don't want to say I'm really great. I'm good at writing. Yes. But I'm not the best at coming up with the idea. And so I would come to dad and I'd say, dad, I've got to write a script about blah, 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 blah. And he'd say, okay, I got an idea for you. And he would just run down an idea and I would take it and I would run with it. And so several of the stories, I probably still have them either in my phone or in a notebook are stories like that of like this redemptive story of, you know, this man who goes through this whole journey and you, you, on and on, right? right well, I can't right. write that. I don't know why. <laughs> that's right. not going to be the story that I write, I guess. And that's okay. Yeah. One day I will yeah. write something. But I don't know if it'll be the redemptive, <laughs> the redemptive storyline. But if I write something, know that it probably came from an idea that Jerome gave me. <laughs> 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 because that's just how it is. Um, so we talk about we talked about a lot of movies and quotes and all of that good stuff. I always like to ask because I like to know um, what you're reading, what you're listening to, sure, and what you're I guess watching is a good one too. Um, so run me down that list. Um, so um, I don't have time to to read a lot me neither but i am i did start a um i get you know last year i spent three months um 
just reading all of the books of John. Hmm. So the Gospel of John, the three epistles, and Revelation. Hmm. And just uh, kind of get into John's head a little bit. And that was really cool. And so now I just started um, reading the, um, the books that Solomon wrote. Hmm. Uh, Ecclesiastes, Proverbs, Song of Solomon. Um, just to get into his head a little bit. Hmm. And... Uh, you know, you might you might have heard this, but I guess he had a lot of wisdom. You know, yeah. God gave him a lot of wisdom. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, it's so those are the, those are the things that I'm reading. Um, but you're an audiobook guy. Yeah, yeah. I I like I like sci-fi. Hmm. Um, What's on your? What are you listening to right now? So what you just I, I usually to? listen to. Um, uh, the book Dune. I listen to that probably once a year, at least. So I'm I'm into that story, and I'm listening to it in the car. So I yeah. get maybe ten, ten minutes, minutes a day. And yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, I finished uh, Ender's Game, which again, you love that one, good story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I haven't read any of any of the books after the after that first one i didn't know there were more uh, there's a series of them but um i forget the author but his writing style mm-hmm. uh, i mean it's good but i don't know yeah yeah but so um that's kind of what i'm doing on that on that um music you're a big music guy too listen to music uh, while I work during the day. Yep. Um, it's always fun to walk in and hear yeah, what drums stu- listening I'm to. St- <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck in the nineties. He's um, always stuck in the nineties, which yeah. is where I get a lot of my music taste from. So, um, again, I like, uh, I like songs that, uh, that, that have meaning. Um, mm-hmm. but, Honestly, I don't listen to a lot of Christian music, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, we can get into the reasons for that. But uh, it's okay. Well, most most Christian music are is written to appeal to fourteen year old girls, <laughs> a youth group. Sure, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So, but you like the, old school, like CCM, early two thousands, well, late, late nineties, early two thousands. I like a lot of. Jars of Clay. Yes. And the reason why is because they have really good musicians. And yeah. it's not just a... It's not, it's not just guitars, bass, keyboard, and drums. drums. Mm-hmm. I mean, they... No smoke machines. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with the smoke machines? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. If there was a sub- yeah. subtext for this episode, what's up with the smoke machines? Yeah. Um, so, but... You know, uh, I like Counting Crows. I like um, uh, Sister Hazel. Sister Hazel. Uh, I like a lot of what Dave Matthews does. Although mm-hmm. I tell people he's my favorite communist. Yes, uh, his, his politics don't match mine. But um, and some of his some of his songs are like I don't know. Just he seems like an interesting guy. He does, and again, you know, I I like the stuff where he's with Tim Reynolds. Tim Reynolds is a guitarist. Mm. The t- stuff mm-hmm. that they did together is just, I mean, it's really good 
music mm. and it's more uh, jazz. And uh, almost all of his albums have, are live performances. He He's done some stuff in the studio, but most of his albums are live. And when you can make music that sounds good live, that to me is a mark of, of good quality. And you can tell that he's a um, perfectionist in the stuff that he's done. That's cool. Yeah. Do you like Weezer? Uh, no. No? I don't know why I've recently started listening to a lot of Weezer. It's fine. We don't have to talk about it. Um, I, I would say I don't even. I think that there's one song. You probably be, know yeah. maybe like one or two songs. It's mm. probably Josh and Allie's fault, to be honest, that yeah. I listen to more Weezer. I'm not mad at it. They also did a song on the Frozen 2 soundtrack. Okay. And it's fantastic. Sure. Like it's so good. We listen to that at least twice a month. Okay. At least. Maybe more. That's probably like a generous underestimate. Yeah. But anyways, um, so music, we like the old school stuff. Yeah. What about movies? None. Well, aside from like John Wick, that was most of yeah, the movies we, we talked about are kind of on the older side. We, we've been watching. Uh, or know, TV. I guess you could talk about that too. Well, we're building this house. Yes. So. When uh, when we turn on a movie, it's usually on Hulu or mm-hmm. Netflix, or, one um, of those, or Amazon, and we're both falling asleep. Before we get to it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so it's like you just want something easy. So I'm I'm three nights now, and I haven't gotten through Men in Black three. You know, so that's the one with this dad. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I watched that one once, but it's like we get fifteen minutes in, it's and we're going sleeping. to sleep. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. But um, we watched um, uh, that series on Amazon called Modern Love. Yes. Yes. Which is good. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I mean, they're, yeah. Um, And the complexities of that. Right. There's things that, like, that are are very relatable in the stories. And uh, things that are like, whoa, that's some pretty good writing. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, um, that was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that too. Yeah. Yeah. I really did. I, it was easy. It's deep, but it's easy to watch. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I can't watch a lot of that stuff. No, me neither. It's like, okay, we watched that. I'm going to go watch Lord of the Rings now. Yeah. Now I need to see, (laughs) you know, something that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We watched something recently. And I was like, okay, we, we're going to need to watch something with like some guns or some yeah, action after right. that. <laughs> because so, hey, let's like, turn on John Wick. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Does mom watch that? No. I didn't think so. No. She watched like Sherlock or something. Yeah. We love Sherlock. Mm-hmm. I watch that series at least once, like once a year. Yeah. And it's probably about time for us to watch it again. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. a good one. It's a good yeah. one. Well... Is there anything we didn't cover that you would like to discuss? <laughs> I, you know, there's. Uh, I know that I know that we t- touched on uh, teaching and life lessons. And, yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I just have to say, you've been really, really easy. Oh wow! <laughs> you, you've been easy to raise. 
Oh, thanks. Very teachable. Very, very I'd much. I'd like to um, learn. Yeah. And uh, so that's that. Uh, and I, I don't know if there's a life lesson <laughs> that uh, that we could talk about. But um, oh, we'll just skip that. Um, <laughs> and then you know I, I I'm enjoying letting you take in. Uh, you know, how your mom and I run our business. Yeah. Because I know that your production company is going to take off. I sure hope so. And I think it's... Hire me. (laughs) Well, you know, you're doing this corporate video for us. Yeah. I think once that gets into your resume, you're probably going to be doing a lot of those. I hope so. Um, And I think uh, that'll be a beginning for you um, with, with Femur. That's my production company. So the production company, you know, when Faith graduated college, um, her mother and I, we uh, did all of the legal work to form her production company. And so it just sits there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's worked for pizza mostly. Mostly, yeah. So yeah. Femur is, uh, she's... We need some work. We need some yeah. work. We need a new computer for the podcast, if right. anything. So... I would love, I would love some work. That would be great. But the thing is, is, you know, I really feel like God has you here so that, um, you, you, so that you can experience and see the stress of, um, you know, what it takes to run a small business. Yeah. And when I say stress, I don't mean that in a bad no. way, you know, in, in a certain, in a certain extent your mom and i we really thrive on the stress so do i but you have you know there's good stress and bad stress right um when i you know uh it's and it's i'd like to think that it's not often maybe you have a different opinion of that of me losing uh, my patience here at work but you're um, pretty cool calm collected kind of guy i try you know i try to for the most part to to teach and instruct and manage in a way that puts people at ease and let them take ownership of what they're doing. Um, try not to micromanage too much, mm-hmm. right? Don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Um, and uh, that's probably a combination of solid business practice and not a... Uh, not a moratorium on my laziness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's probably more solid business practice, but I guess it at times could go either way, right? Um, I appreciate, well, you joke every time I come back to work here. So I've had delineations on my resume as present employment probably since about 2011. <laughs> um, <Probably. laughs> like it doesn't really go away. I've worked a lot of places and I've done a lot of things, but there's one steady that always comes back. It's always that I come back here and it speaks to not only the way that you choose to run your business, but also that this is one of the best places that I've, well, we won't say one of, this is the best place that I've 
Good answer. Ever worked. <laughs> I don't know why no. I said one of. This is no. the best place that I've ever worked, so why wouldn't I come back here? You know? Why but, wouldn't I recognize a good thing? <laughs> well, one of the things that I, I know that, you know, you're not going to make this as a career, but sure. I really feel like, you know, God has you here uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, you're really, really good at what you do. And um, that, that is, uh, that's a super blessing and super important for me because, you know, I trust you uh, in, in the work that you're doing here. And um, I that know hasn't it, always been true, by the way. <laughs> that hasn't always been true. <laughs> <laughs> At 16 years old, I worked here, and uh, it might not be a direct quote, but it's pretty close. He said, you'll never work here again. What? Yeah, at 16. Oh, I don't remember that. Well, that's good. I do. <laughs> so that speaks to something, yeah. but sure. um, yes, I appreciate you. Yeah, so, you know, but I also think that the the, the things that you're learning here... Yes. Um, so here's what I tell people, you know, that, that want to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get the question a lot. It's like, I mean, most of the guys in my, in my situation have, they're either, they're either lone wolf doing it all themselves and just, you know, working out of their study at home and designing or they're, uh, might have, uh, one maybe two employees Mm -hmm. so these guys ask me well how do you how do you grow your company like that um and you know honestly i mean we're we're 23 years in Mm -hmm. right so i used to tell well i I tell people hey it took me 20 years to become an overnight success Mm -hmm. but you know, there were times when we had partners and times when we had to let partners go. Mm-hmm. Um, your mom and I decided we weren't going to give up any ownership anymore. And that's when we found out that we could really grow. But when, when I talk to these guys about growing their business, it's like, what it, or even you about, hey, what do you want to do? Use like, well, I want to produce. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the vehicle for creating income, creating a profit. Right. But the but the mechanism of running a business and being profitable, yeah, is completely was completely out of my wheelhouse. It's like mm. I just want to design houses for a living. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but you got to make a payroll this week. <laughs> right, right. So um, so we look at all of those things and file the taxes and make sure the payroll taxes is being, oh, and so-and-so called in sick. But his, his project has a deadline, right? right. So you, ha- you have all of these things where it's like, well, where my gifting and where my talent is, is designing homes, and here I'm having to manage other people's problems and manage the profitability of a company. Right. 
And I say all this stuff because this is what you're learning, right? So your mechanism for creating income or creating uh, profit um, will be in production work. But you're learning the backbone of the production work, all of the moving parts. Right. And you're able to glean all of that here, being in a small office and seeing all of that, how all that goes together. So I really believe that God has you here to learn all of that stuff. And, um, and when, when the time comes and you're having that, that healthy stress of, oh, I've got to pay, I've got to pay the cameraman mm. by Friday. And, uh, where's that money going to come from? Mm-hmm. You know, you'll yeah. have, you'll have all of that, have all of that down. Or if not, you can just call me. It's like, uh, <laughs> Dad, what do I do? <laughs> You'll have written a book by then. You'll have written a book. I'll have. I'll, I'll, I'll have a study guide. Yeah, I'll give you. The, I'll give you the. Uh, uh, the I'll give you the tips. I'll give you the ideas, and you there can, you go. You I'll write, write the book. Yeah. We'll write the book together. Yeah. Well, it's getting late, and I'm sure that you have to go back to work because you're a very busy guy. Um, but I'm very grateful for you taking the time. To spend it with me. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> and do this podcast that I am figuring out as I go. We're almost at two years of the podcast next month. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. this will live on forever, but September 2020 is two years of the podcast. And I can't thank you and I can't thank mom enough for supporting me in this silly little endeavor <laughs> it's been a blast and happy to do it uh, happy to do it and i'm so glad that we can check this box off of having you on the podcast not that you'll never come on again but i'm i'm excited that it's happened now yeah and get your mom on here because i yes she's she's got a completely different take than i do I oh know absolutely she yeah, oh well, she yeah does. she definitely does yeah. and i everyone who meets you and who meets mom is like those are your parents i think krista said the other day she was like debbie mom yeah just has this air when she walks in yes that it's like who's that right she's pretty awesome so one day we'll have her on we'll get her we'll have her muster up the the readiness to come on the podcast but in the meantime thank you you're welcome Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, You're not super big on social media, but do you have anything you would like to say, go support XYZ? Um, I don't know what, I don't know what that means. (laughs) Well, he's probably being very modest, but his business, the business that we are in is pretty amazing. And you can see all of our work, our work. I just run the website. Um, at delineations.com. I'll put the link in the show notes because it's not the easiest thing to spell if you don't know what you're looking for. Um, so I'll do that. I'll post that so everyone can go look at all the amazing houses that you've designed over the years. And that'd be great. Um, that I'm, it's cool for me to just post about them. So, um, yeah, I'll post that and just stay tuned because we've got some more cool things happening as the the year finishes out in 2020 um like i said we're going to turn two next month in september so we're going to do some big stuff very exciting things coming soon 
new website, new graphics, new pictures, all that, and even more great guests like Jerome. And hopefully mom will come on very soon so that we can hear her side of the story. Um, Thanks again, dad. I appreciate you. I love you. Love you too. Thanks guys. We hope that you enjoyed this. Hope that you enjoyed the sass and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.